Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast. On this podcast, I'm going to discuss the 2020 trade and free agency periods, along with coaching tendencies, and finally rule changes that have been made for the 2021 AFL season. Keep an eye on aflratings.com.au for the fantasy-relevant news over the preseason, especially for the roles of players in 2021. The information included could be vital when building player profiles for round one next season. Also, make sure you're following at AFL Ratings on Twitter for updates to maintain a strong fantasy game over the off-season. As always, there will be a significant edge over those not paying attention. If you would like a chance at scoring a plus six podcast cap, just retweet any podcast link that is sent out via Twitter. Keep an eye on the next group of cap giveaways towards the end of pre-season. Keep in mind this podcast is being recorded on Monday 21st of December 2020. The trade and free agency period. I'm going to roll through most of the deals in the off-season with some initial thoughts on the 2021 AFL home and away season. Okay, Roy Atkins joined Gold Coast. I'd expect him to play a wing role at the Suns next season. On to Isaac Smith. He'll probably move straight into a wing position at the Cats as he did so at the Hawks. So that probably increases the midfield usage inside, especially for Mitch Duncan. Sean Higgins also incoming for... The Cats, uh, he played on the outside for the Kangaroos in 2020. I'd expect him to be used at a decent rate through that midfield in 2021 for the catch, which could actually in turn impact Patrick Dangerfield. Looking at Joe Danaher, he joins the Brisbane Lions. He goes in as a key forward. Potentially there's a pinch hit roll through the ruck deep forward. Maybe not into the midfield, but again, watch his injury status throughout the preseason. There's a little bit upside there, but key forwards are an issue in AFL fantasy. Aiden Core joins North Melbourne, key, key defender, straight into a key defensive post at the Kangaroos. Zach Williams joins Carlton. He's going in as a midfielder to the Blues initially, so hopefully that works out. There's potential there for him to hit high numbers in 2021. Zach Langdon joins West Coast as a small forward. There was a little bit of potential there in him at the Giants, but that was not fulfilled. Maybe there's something there for him at the Eagles. Oleg Markov joins Gold Coast. He's probably going to go into a halfback role. Some interest there from a fantasy perspective, especially if he can play a big role out of defense for the Suns. Jesse Hogan joins the Giants straight into a key forward role. Uh, He has shown some fantasy production in the past, so that might be one to keep an eye on, especially for his price early in the season. Brad Krauss joins St Kilda straight into a midfield role at the Saints. Uh, Jack Steele put up big numbers in 2020. I'd expect similar for Brad Crouch, who does have a fantasy-type game. Cole Hardigan joins the Hawks. He goes straight into a key defensive role, not expecting too much upside there from a fantasy perspective. Sean McKernan joins St Kilda. He's straight into a backup role for Rowan Marshall and Paddy Ryder. Not much there unless there's some type of injury news over the preseason, which is significant. Peter Wright joins Essendon. He goes into a key forward role at the Bombers. A little bit of uh, fantasy potential there based on price. 
Next year, Mitch Hannon joins the Bulldogs. Uh, straight into a half-forward role, not much there from a fantasy point of view. Braden Proust, this is the one. He'll be a popular option at round one next season. He's going into that number one rock role at the Giants. Uh, expect him to play nearly every game next season. Hopefully he has an injury clear season. Stefan Martin joins the Bulldogs to assist Tim English in the ruck. Uh, it's probably a split role to start with, and we'll see how that pans out throughout the year. Uh, that impacts Tim English from a fantasy perspective next season. Lockie Young, this is a bit of an underestimated uh, potential for from a fantasy perspective for the Kangaroos. Um, he joins them after moving from the Bulldogs. Uh, if he can play that loose half-back intercept marking type, there is potential there for him next season. So just keep an eye on his role and potential uh, top, top 22 at round one at the Kangaroos. Lockie Fogarty joins Carlton. He'll play a small forward, half forward type role. As we know in the past, small forwards, half forwards, uh, volatile scoring positions in fantasy. So it's probably a pass there for me. Nakai Cockatoo, uh, he'll be uh, very low in salary, so he'll be a popular target. If he can have a very clear injury-free season, I'll repeat, a very clear injury-free season, uh, he's, he could provide uh, significant cash generation uh, early in the season next year, so it's one to keep an eye on, definitely over the preseason. Adam Saar joins Carlton. As we know, the Blues started to want to move the ball out of defence as quickly as possible last season, so Saar follows up on that game-type scenario with his run and dash off half-back. Alir joins Port Adelaide. Uh, probably straight into a key defensive role for the power, which in turn probably frees up Trent McKenzie. So one to keep an eye out there, what that does to the dynamic of the back line for Port Adelaide. As I mentioned earlier, Sean Higgins is joining Geelong. Uh, did play inside midfield at the Kangaroos for quite a period of time, so I'd expect high usage through that midfield for the Cats, and they did share around that midfield and centre bounce usage in 2020 and probably the same again in 2021. Tom Hickey joins Sydney, Sam Naismith still out with an ACL and Callum Sinclair with his injury issues so probably Hickey gets a fair run at it in the ruck role from the Swans point of view. Ben Brown joins Melbourne and straight into a key forward post. There's definitely upside from his 2020 output which was injury interrupted but from a fantasy perspective in season long uh, it's a kind of a struggle uh, selecting key forwards. Jack Higgins, we know of his fantasy progress in under-18s. Hopefully uh, the Saints can become a higher disposal team in 2021, which could open up the fantasy scoring for Jack Higgins. Alex Wither then straight into a halfback role. The Eagles aren't a high disposal team, but Witherden goes into a, an area of the ground which they can possess the ball R2 Boston of Vlagi joins North Melbourne. Uh, not sure with his best 22 straight at this stage, uh, but he'll play a small, speedy, half-forward, small-forward type. Jaden Stevenson joins North Melbourne from Collingwood. He is a speedy half-forward type, and potentially he could go up into win next season, which does open up the possibility for a little bit of fantasy potential there. Orazio Fantasia joins Port Adelaide. Similar to Stevenson, Plays as a small half-forward type that can roam up onto a wing. Not expecting too much from Fantasia from a fantasy point of view. Tom Phillips joins Hawthorne from Collingwood. 
Uh, I expect him to go straight into wing if he can make best 22 at the Hawks at round one. Uh, there is fantasy potential there, especially if the Hawks can go back to a mark kick game and holding position. So I'll wait and see on Phillips to see how he goes over the preseason. The big one over the off-season trade period was Adam Trelaw leaving Collingwood to join the Bulldogs. Trelaw is a high-disposal type player and then joins McRae, Dunkley, Liberatory, Bontempelli, uh, Smith and uh, maybe potentially a couple of others uh, that are going to want to play inside midfield. I can see the potential of Trelaw playing more outside on a wing-type role. But with Luke Beveridge, anything is possible, and that could create some type of volatility for all those premiums at the Bulldogs. Trying to work that out over the preseason will be critical in your decision-making. Jeremy Cameron joins the Cats. He'll go into a key forward position next to Tom Hawkins. I'd expect Cameron to start to roam up the ground from full forward up to half forward and up to a wing. So there is potential there. So if he can become a link-type forward player, uh, there is some type of potential. Another underrated uh, transfer in the off-season was Nick Hine joining Essendon. In the VFL at the Bombers before he joined St Kilda, Hine was a half-back type player that put up decent numbers. He rejoins the Bombers and hopefully he can be best 22 and if he finds himself into a defensive half-back type role, there could be some upside there. So that's one to keep an eye on. And Joy Caldwell joins the Bombers as well, and he'll go straight into a midfield role. Uh, he can put up decent type numbers as he showed when he had opportunities at the Giants. So hopefully uh, he can have a clear run through at the preseason and expect him to be inside midfield at the Bombers at round one next season. Okay, looking at coaching tendencies from last year into next season, Adelaide Matthew Nix in a 2020 season where training was limited, the Crows were not able to gel as a team for most of last season. They averaged 269.2 disposals between rounds 1 to 13, and post by rounds 15 to 18, they averaged 323 disposals, which was a significant increase. Next comes from a Giants team that rated highly for team disposals, so one to keep an eye on on there, especially over the preseason, if those high disposal numbers can be maintained. On to Brisbane, Chris Fagan. The Lions were ranked last for 300 disposal plus games in 2020, hitting at a rate of just 15.8%. A significant change is unlikely. On to Carlton, David Teague. The Blues moved away from holding the ball in their own defensive half in 2020. Teague and Co. have mentioned numerous times in the off-season they want to become more of a forward-half pressure-type team. On to Collingwood, Nathan Buckley. The Magpies were the highest-ranked team, recording 300 disposals or more in 2020 at a rate of 78.9%. It's unlikely we'll see too many changes there in 2021. On to Essendon, Ben Rutten. Bombers' game plan remains up in the air with Ben Rutten wanting more balance. I'd certainly be looking at the Bombers' defensive half in the preseason games with regards to ball movement. There will be volatility at the Bombers, especially during a rebuild phase. Onto Fremantle, Justin Longmuir. The Dockers became more of a possession-type team in 2020 in just Longmuir's first season as head coach. Ignore them at your peril. 
They averaged 280.6 disposals between rounds 1 to 8 in 2020 and 317.1 disposals between rounds 9 to 18, which was ranked second in the AFL to finish off the season. On to Geelong, Chris Scott. The Cats ran quite a few players in at centre bounces in 2020. Patrick Dangerfield moved forward as an option with Seld and Duncan moving into the middle late in the year. Expect another adjustment with Jeremy Cameron incoming at Geelong, which could put Dangerfield back into the middle of the ground. But then again, you've got Higgins coming in for the Cats as well. So expect some adjustments there for Geelong. On to Gold Coast, Stuart Jew. Young teams take time to develop and often fall away from early season output. That's been the story for the Suns in recent years. With Matty Rowe returning, expect more Grant in the midfield at Gold Coast in 2021. On to GWS, Leon Cameron. The Giants were completely disjointed in 2020. At the top of their game, they are a very high disposal type team with big midfield numbers. Be aware opposition teams started to put time into Nick Haynes' dominance across halfback in the second half of the season. Also, Weems and Shaw are gone, which has opened up opportunities. On to Hawthorne, Alistair Clarkson. The Hawks like to throw things around in season under Clarko when it's clear their way off as a flag chance. As fantasy coaches, that should be quite clear by now after the last couple of the seasons. There'll be one team to watch in the pre-season, especially for any alterations going to 2021. On to Melbourne, Simon Goodwin. The Demons seem to be chasing their tail with their list. One clear position move last season was Christian Petrarca into the midfield at a higher rate. There'll be another team to watch for adjustments and opportunities over the preseason. On to North Melbourne, David Noble. The 2020 AFL draft painted a clear picture where new coach Noble is headed and this should be an opportunity for fantasy coaches. Selecting contested ball-winning midfield types early in the draft has signaled a shift on recent game plans at the Kangaroos. Again, there are opportunities here, both short and long-term. On to Port Adelaide, Ken Hinckley. The Power were a high-disposal team again in 2020. They recorded 300 disposals or more at 68.4% of games, which was ranked second. 2021 should be more of the same from Hinkley. On to Richmond, Damien Hardwick. The Tigers win another premiership, being quite efficient, moving the ball inside 50 and retaining pressure in their forward line. One area to watch next season will be the likely high usage of Toby Nankervis in the ruck and how they will support him without Ivan Soldo. On to the Saints, Brett Ratten. The Saints started out as a high disposal team in 2020, but then slowly regressed. Brad Crouch definitely helps Jack Steele through that midfield, which was a little unsettled due to injuries last season. Expect high usage from Steele and Crouch in 2021. John Longmire. The Swans are at the tail end of a rebuild, with a few pieces of the puzzle still remaining that should provide opportunities for fantasy coaches in 2021. The Swans were ranked last for inside 50 differential in 2020. This was great news for Jake Lloyd. Adam Simpson, 
The Eagles aren't a high disposal team under Simpson, but do have a few fantasy options heading into 2021. I'd expect a more settled and better prepared team next season. Western Bulldogs, Luke Beveridge. Just like his old running mate Clarko, Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge messed around with his team, especially at the ruck position in 2020. The recent offseason makes for a logjam of high disposal mids, which could be a nightmare for fantasy coaches trying to work it out during the preseason and especially throughout the home and away season next year. Expect the unexpected from Bevo again next season. Just looking at a couple of rule changes for 2021. 20 minute quarters return, we head back to normal minutes. There are plenty of opportunities to target those players that underperformed in 2020. There will be plenty of value going around, especially at round one next season. Reduced interchange to just 75 from down from 90. It may seem a small change, but who misses out on rotation should be an opportunity for fantasy coaches in 2021. Max Gorn has said post rule changes, he's expecting to play more time on ground. This could flow into several teams that have also solo ruck situations. Premier mids may move forward for a rest instead of moving to the bench. Another scenario could result in some coaches just heavily rotating a midfield with defenders and forwards spending more time on the ground. Certainly pre-season there is one to watch what teams and coaches are going to do. That's definitely an area of interest for me going into 2021. Well, that's it for episode 54. Expect a breakdown on the 2020 AFL draft early in the early part of January next year. Until then, have a great Christmas and New Year. Thanks for tuning in.